Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, I want to start out. I want to introduce my fantastic guest. I, I absolutely, I, I love how things come full circle. And I, I, I want to just say this before we start, because when you hear me say the words radical regeneration, radical regeneration. Now, I want you to hold on to that, whatever that means for you today, whatever the sound of those words mean to you today. You're going to hear from the authors of this book, but they are so much more than that. For you to be able to name a book, radical anything, but then you are Andrew Harvey and you are Carolyn Baker, and you have taken a lifetime of presenting the sense through chaos, presenting the chaos through sense. The idea of understanding that everything in its dynamic nature is about unifying consciousness in some way. But what, what if you were to think about your lives today just for a minute and hold on to an idea that you have, that maybe everybody around you is telling you is not the idea, you're never going to be able to do it. Uh, you're wasting your time, you're fill in the blank. What I want to say to all of you, these are bold times. They take bold actions. They take loud voices and they take a message that is going to screech itself across a universe of uplifting, positive, action-oriented possibilities. That's what the world is today. If you'd have asked me, 20 years ago, when I started this, knew nothing about this industry. I just knew I was optimistic. I knew that there was a format of talk that could be uplifting and inspiring. If you'd ask me that I'd be interviewing and having a conversation with these two amazing people, I may have believed you, but it would have taken a lot more faith. Today, I want you all to step into this world, this world that is brought to us about radical regeneration, how you can crystallize the world you live in, what you've learned and what is yet to be discovered. Andrew, Carolyn, thank you both for joining me here today. Thank you for having us. What a joy. Thank you for your marvelous introduction. Yes. Thank you. Um, thank I, you for your support of this book, which oh. means everything to both of us. We ourselves in five years of incessant work to get it as clear for absolutely everyone so everyone can drink of the golden fire water of radical generation now let me just say this carolyn you may not know this but i'm just going to say it and andrew you may not remember it but back in the day when i was starting out and this show wasn't called the dr pat show it was called this incredible show that i'm telling you you had people like you, Andrew, crust busting. So back in the day when I started out, I didn't have a resume in broadcasting. I didn't I fill in the blanks. But Andrew and the team of sacred activists allowed me to step into their world and unknown in this arena. I wasn't known for anything that we're talking about today. And this to me and Andrew, I'm forever grateful and you probably don't remember it, but it was one of the most incredible conferences I had ever attended. And of course it was transformative. That's what radical regeneration means to me. 
It is this idea of circles and spirals of things that go around that connect us all to the world of possibilities. Yet we have to transmutate some things. And I, let's start out with that conversation. Here's my question for each of you. I read the book. This had to be a journey for each of you. I want to I want to hear from each of you. I want to know how did from conception to birth. Andrew, Carolyn, how did this book change you? How did the writing of it? How did it change you? Andrew, do you want to start? Carolyn and start because I think Carolyn, this book go is ahead. About the divine family. I, I almost book. went to Carolyn and I was just like, okay. Always go to Carolyn. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn, I'll always go to you. <laughs> Well, um, we have been doing our own separate kinds of work for many, many years. And um, sometimes we get called negative. Sometimes we get called uh, doomers and gloomers. And so one day we were just sitting around laughing and I said, you know what? We ought to just rock the world by writing a book on joy. So that is when we began writing Return to Joy, which is one of the books within sacred activism, uh, within our, our sacred activism composite. And uh, lo and behold, uh, things just kept, you know, evolving and evolving until we found ourselves writing the other three books. And it was a journey for us together. Our styles are very different. But it was kind of a spiritual marriage of styles and a, a real connection of our hearts and our minds as we really felt and saw what the world needs to hear at this time in history. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, for those of you out there, if you're just tuning in and you missed the introduction, you're going to have to go back and listen to it because we're we're getting ready to rock this planet right now. Uh, right now, Dr. Carolyn Baker joining me, former psychotherapist, but much more than that. That's why I don't even do some of these introductions the way I used to, because what I want to say about her and her work is it is unprecedented and yet it yes. is so relevant. And for Andrew, Andrew Harvey, if you know who he is, you've heard me play the shows, the interviews we've done. You you heard me talk about how this one conference that I went to, that he he hosted, he set up. You heard me talk about this many times that out of that conference, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Ramdas, but somebody looked at me and said, wait a minute, you're like the street smart spiritual person. And out of that came what I've become known as a street smart spiritualist and certainly have had to try to figure that dang thing out. But Andrew, for you, man, what's this journey? What is, what are you, what are you feeling? Well, first thing I'm feeling is immense gratitude for Carolyn because for my money, Carolyn is quite simply the most important prophetic spiritual yeah. intellectual voice and has been so for 20 years and her work is thank god just beginning to get the kind of reception it deserves because karen was absolutely fiercely amazingly courageous in presenting what she knew which was that and is that we're going through a fast initiatory crisis which is going to demand absolutely everything of us and when i first read Carolyn, it took the top of my head off. I was so thrilled because my work also has been dedicated to trying with everything I am to wake people up to the extremity of the crisis, not to drive them into despair, but to challenge them to go ultimately deep within themselves and find the power, the strength, the passion, the stamina to stand up and do something, in which case everything can be different. So it was thrilling for me to work on this melting of our voices together. Carolyn brings enormous intellectual rigor, great, stable, sober, spiritual depth. I bring fire and my mystical experience and sacred activism 
as a whole vision for the transformation of the planet. And the melting together of our two voices, I think, has produced a book that is at once extremely intense and galvanizing, but also extremely clear and calm and sober and full of maps and full of real help. And that was the dream that I had because I wanted my own gifts to be fused with her great gifts so that out of our communion, the child that is now available for you in this book, Radical Regeneration, could be born. The experience was massively exciting. And I tell you one very strong way in which it was so exciting. I tend to think in lightning flashes, and my work is a series of lightning flashes. Carolyn always asks, how do we ground this? How do we make this so clear that people can't run away from it? And how do we offer these steps, the graded steps for everyone to be able to get on board with this very fierce vision that we both share in different ways. I express it in one way, she expresses it in another. The marriage of what you could call fire and ice is what has given birth to this baby. I love it. Let's let's go here. We're going to go right to 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 the half oh, hour yeah. because I'm telling you what you just said is so perfect because I'm here today not because of anything really I've done. I'm surrounded by fire, ice, and a little rain, and that has to do with yes. myself, Linda, and Jessica. And I, I'm like the lightning spark, and Linda will say to me, "Do you have the book for the show today?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Of course I have the book." Oh, okay. Uh, but here's what I love about this. When when I read the book, there was a couple of things I pulled out. I want to talk about them. Carolyn, I'm going to bump this to you. Sure. Um, I was struck by two things in my own journey and learning, and I am a work in progress for sure. When I look back at the many things I've looked at or studied or been put in front of in the 20 years, right? Because look, I didn't show up like this. I'm a girl from the Bronx that dialed the wrong phone number 20 years ago and paid close to 12 grand for an hour of airtime on the internet. And I never looked back. But wow. here's what I I know, right? Here's what well, I that's love. what girls from Bronx do, don't they? Yes, that's, that's what we the, do. That and eat Red White Castle hamburgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I, I, this, I got to laugh a little bit, Carolyn, because I remember when I stepped out and Andrew, your conferences was one of the first that I had ever been to of this nature. And I mispronounced everybody's name. I, I, I just almost mispronounced everybody. I can't even, I had a, the greatest interview with, with Ram Das, and I can't even, I, I'm embarrassed to even say what I called him. But in the scheme of things, does it even matter? No. Does it even matter, Carolyn? Because there's something else that matters. When you write, radical regeneration is our invitation to you. I hang, I hung on to this, to live in joy and compassion, whatever unfolds, and to dedicate yourself to the impossible possible birth of a new world out of the smoldering ashes of the old. Isn't that isn't that energy in almost every spiritual, religious ancient story ever written well absolutely and um in any tradition that has uh lasted you know longer than a snowball on a hot stove um <laughs> there is always this tension of opposites you know that we live in this world that is in upheaval and how do we navigate that how do we hold the tension of what is good and beautiful and and wise and and deeply spiritual and sacred and and on the other hand navigate a world that is flames um how do we be spiritual warriors and also bodhisattvas at the same time with hearts open with compassion but also realizing the seriousness of the crisis and being spiritual warriors at the same time 
I'm just, I, I would love to jump in. I don't think yeah, it's jump, just, jump in. it's not just realizing. I think that Carolyn would agree with me on this. It's realizing that the crisis itself is a divine gift, a terrible gift, but a divine gift. It's so extreme because we have created it out of our hubris, our fantasy, our pride, our lust for domination, our insane vision of our own superiority over the whole creation. So we're extremely sick. We've got aids of the soul and the crisis is as extreme as it is because it is designed to offer us the last best hope of radical healing so that we can find within ourselves the sacred powers that we can be infused by to become sacred activists together and build together in divine consciousness our holy new way of being and doing everything we so have it's not to. just realizing the crisis, it's embracing the agony, the horror, the madness, the chaos of the crisis as a massive opportunity for us to truly change everything in the name of love, compassion, and justice. Man, I got to tell you, you nail it. There's a part in the book, and I've highlighted parts of the book, if you don't mind. I'm I'm a... <clears throat> Be mind dreadfully. I'm extremely curious. <laughs> That's so um, thrilling when I see a book that's underlined. And oh, please. I can't read a hard copy without a yellow highlighter. Oh, I'm so uh, with you. And you know, what's interesting about it is when I went back again, I realized that there were some things I highlighted and there were a, a lot of things I missed. But here's the thing I want to talk to you about today, because it really, for me, it solidifies. And I asked myself this question. See, this was very telling for me in reading the book. It's not just, you don't just read this book. You have to oh, be this book. Yeah, You have to yes. be this book. Yeah. And when you ask, who do I want to be in this devastating time? Who must we be together as we navigate in the dark night of the globe? And it's so fascinating. You go on to say the following. If we are willing to focus on the laser intensity of reconnection, res resistance, resilience, and regeneration. See, I memorized those. I love them. Or um, ours. Um, it's and, a good girl. And, but here's your deal. You're like, with regardless of the outcome, regardless right. of whatever the heck is in front of you, people, mm -hmm. you, we have the ability. And that's, let's fill in the blank. We have the ability, dot, 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 Carolyn. We have the ability to um, live in this crisis, which we're not predicting is the end of the human species, but it could be. There's that potential. And to live in this crisis, constantly asking ourselves, who do I want to be? And what did I come here to do? So who do I want to be? Uh, do, do I want to put my head in the sand and say, well, you know, I can't deal with this. You know, I've got too much going on elsewhere um, and, and, and miss the opportunity that this crisis presents. The rite of passage that this crisis is asking us to step up to. Everybody can do that. And most people are. But if you want to go beyond that. If you want to stop putting your head in the sand, you're going to need some tools. You're going to need some practices, some support. And that is what we offer in this book. We're saying, here's a phenomenal opportunity and we are giving you tools, not all tools, but many of the tools that you are going to need to navigate this crisis consciously with open eyes and an open heart. Yeah, I mean, look, I looked at this today as I as I got ready for this. I was so excited to speak with each of you. And I was really struck by so many things in reflection and in projection. Um, it brought me to an argument I had with Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> imagine you being me. Like this is a guy that's like all over Oprah. And I decide to get into a, to a little conversation with him on social media. For you. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, first of all, please, let's acknowledge Ram Dass. Be here now. Let's just do that first. And second, I believe in the power of next. Now, can you imagine what happened when I said that? 
Now, let me tell you what I mean, because you talk about it in the book. You talk about it in many ways. It is hard to talk about or say the word regeneration without having one eye in the moment and your soul in the future. And tell me, am I am I wacky? Am I a little bit off? God, no. Then put the word radical in front of it. And I'm yes. thinking, I got a half of eye over here and I got the rest over here. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think? think that what this book is basically in its core is a very potent, wild, clear vision of what we could be and do if we allowed this crisis to transform us. So it really is a book that combines two things. It says to you on the one hand, wake up. The world is burning. There is a very distinct possibility of our dreadful choices continuing and ensuring the destruction of the whole human race soon and a great deal of nature. That's what it's saying on the one hand. And on the other hand, it's saying, don't be afraid of this extreme crisis. It is ordained. It is known in the mystical evolutionary systems and the very fact that it is a global dark night in which multiple crises are erupting at the same time shows that the divine is absolutely serious about the transformation that it's offering you through this intense experience. And if you dive into the mystical traditions, and if you dive into what activists know about how transformative, sacredly inspired activism can be, you will be challenged and invited to become a different person dedicating yourself to the birth of a new humanity. And if enough of us do that with the kind of humility and passion and seriousness that is required now, amazing possibilities can be born at two minutes or five seconds or three seconds to midnight. So get going, stop pretending, dive into spiritual practice, align yourself with the great evolutionary process that we're in through the help of the great mystics and become sacred activists, people who combine in the core of their being deep spirituality with a commitment to standing up for the voiceless, standing up for the animals, standing up for nature, standing up for justice in all its forms. If you do, my friends, you will be flooded with sacred purpose, sacred passion, sacred joy. Carolyn and I know the truth of this. We're not writing something that we <laughs> imagine. We know that if you can commit yourself in that way, your life becomes a flame with a different kind of fire than the fire that's consuming the world. Your life becomes flame with love and yeah. truth and passion and purpose and meaning and stamina and enormous stamina to keep trucking whatever happens because you've been infused by a vision of what is possible and you're willing to do absolutely everything in your power to make that possibility of a new humanity being born out of the chaotic death of the old absolutely real so that's the that's the program. It's quite clearly the program that the divine has. Let's get with it. Let's get with it. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, you fasten your seatbelts for this, everybody. Uh, Carolyn, I think I'm quoting you, but please don't hold me to it. I read the books and I make these little footnotes in my mind. Um, when we come back, remember when you were told, don't cry. Remember when you were told, don't let anybody see your emotion. Remember when you were told, okay, here it is, folks. A sport called football changed the entire landscape of no crying in football. When Darren, DeMar Hamlin fell to the ground, massive heart attack, the entire world came together. Why? Emotional alchemy. When we come back, we're going to tease apart the illusion of separation and the world of possibilities 
that nobody can steal from you. You can give it away, but the world of possibilities is at your fingertips. It's at every, everyone's fingertips. And when I'm asked, Pat, do you consider yourself an activist? I always ask, well, do you consider Jesus an activist? What do you think? How did you make, what do you think about this Jesus man, the teacher that got on a donkey and went through a sacred temple and decided he was going to have a riot that nobody has ever seen before. What do you want to stand for? What do you want to be? And how do you want to step into the world of radical regeneration? When we come back, Andrew, Carolyn, they're going to take us down the pathway. How do we do it? What do you do? And by the way, did you know you might already be doing it? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. You can't just fix yourself on the outside and expect the inside to follow. Whether you're 5 or 85, healthy living can begin whenever you decide you want a better life. Tune into Keeping Up with Barbara Scheidegger every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to learn about implementing a daily routine and finding a balance to improve your life. Learn to live agelessly. Go to BarbaraScheidegger.com. That's Barbara, S-C-H-E-I-D-E-G-G-E-R.com. Are you looking for a way to break old habits that are holding you back from reaching your true potential and living the life you deserve? Well, look no further than Dr. Loretta Billups. She is a clinician and a relationship and mental health coach that will assist you with reaching your purpose. She will hold you accountable so that your desires are now a reality. Connect with Dr. B at cultivatingyourlife.com and find your path today. That's cultivatingyourlife.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. It is time to get inspired to take action in your life. Tune in to Emotional Elevation with me, Susan Denae. We are identifying, understanding, and treating our crazy one episode at a time. We all have crazy in our lives. The thing that sets us apart is how we deal with it. And I've got you covered. Enjoy your journey. You are worth it. Visit SusanDenae.com. That's D-E-N-E-E.com. What if you could enter a sacred vortex of love and beauty infused with the power of the earth and ascended masters? Join myself, Dr. Georgia Herrera and Dr. Sharon Martin in the the Sacred Sacred Magic Magic Show. Show. Bring in the mystical and sacred for healing, airing every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You too can have your health and life challenges melt away. Join now and feel your heart open up to the answers to your most important questions. Oh, are we live, Betty? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> hey, how can you get any better than this? I mean, Andrew, Carolyn, before we go on, because we'll get caught up in this, this is a book that you both have given birth to, have written. It is so amazing. But you do more than that. And I would love people to know how do they connect with you? How do they get the book? How do they get involved? How do they step into the world of sacred activism, Carolyn? And then Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I invite people to visit my website at carolynbaker.net and look at all of the books that I have written um, regarding that really actually led up to radical regeneration and books that I've written since then that take the message of radical regeneration even further, if that's possible. Um, I would love people to visit the website um, and also know that I do 
uh, life coaching and spiritual counseling. So if people want to go deeper with me, they can certainly do this by visiting carolynbaker.net. Thank you. Andrew, how about you? The book is available everywhere and it's available especially on Amazon and it's please get a copy before it has to be republished. <laughs> That's wonderful. My um, email is andrewharvey.net and part of what I do is to supply people with the kinds of sacred inspiration that I believe are so essential, is so essential for us. So I'm launching a year of Rumi, which you can jump into so that every day you can have a lightning jolt of Rumi in your veins to give you the guts to go forward. Yeah. And I'm also about to launch 40, 40, 40 days and 40 nights for Lent. But this year, I've decided that instead of Lent being a time of penitence, what it needs to be is a time of joy, really injecting your whole being with joy to prepare for the magic and the miracle of the resurrection. This is my attempt to revolutionize Christianity, and I beg you to join this radical adventure. I've also just produced a book of a great 13th century mystical woman called Hadovich of Antwerp called Love is Everything. She was silenced for six centuries, but her voice is returning with stupendous power now. And this book has garnered a lot of excitement. And I beg you to plunge into her because she is the divine feminine on track. And it's exactly the kind of wild prophetic holy voice that we need. I also am the founder of the Institute of Sacred Activism. Yeah. Yeah. And if you come to my website, andrewharvey.net, you'll find that we have many, many different kinds of courses there that you can jump into to inspire your own sacred action. I love it. Oh, you both. I'm, it's so excited. And, you know, uh, Jacob, as we go through this, he's he's putting this information up on, you know, the video portion of this, of course. Um, look, I want to get to uh, uh, something that I find is a reoccurring theme throughout this. And thank you for not leaving anything out. I mean, you, you, I tried to think what they leave out. Oh, no, Donald Trump's included in here, too. Okay, great. Um, yes, so he I, I, yes, yes, he is. And I have to say that I, I got a lot of criticism one day. I don't know how many years ago, though. And I said something like, everybody celebrate. The election of this president will usher in a great awakening. And I'm telling you, I got beat up so bad, I still got bruises on my butt. Now, looking back, so true. But it's all tied into, and I think you quote Miriam, um, Miriam Greenspan several times in yes. her book. Mm -hmm. When you say befriend the dark emotions, I want to talk about this. And the reason I do is I don't know how we move forward if we don't. And it's all over our pop culture. What yes. am I talking about? Every movie, there's a dark side. You know, Anne Rice, I mean, I have been an Anne Rice fan. My greatest regret has been never making the interview with her happen, right? Because her work, everybody sees her as vampire. The profound nature of some of her messages, but even today, she, her work is being featured in series. We're talking more about the occult. Well, we don't even call it that. You know, people of multi-generations are saying, I want to be Stevie Nicks, the witch. So here we are in the alchemy of allowing ourselves to feel things. Um, I want to, Carolyn, I want to go to you because this to me is a powerful statement, befriend the dark emotions. Please talk about that, why it is essential in the time we live in today. Because we cannot go through this crisis in our heads. It's absolutely impossible. And the emotions are doorways to our transformation. For example, grief is a doorway to joy. Mary Oliver said, we shake with grief, we shake with joy. What a time these two have housed as they are in the same body. So the other side of grieving, and we all need to be grieving, grieving what is happening with the earth, grieving what is happening um, with ourselves, with our culture. We just had more mass shootings than we have 
days in January. Yeah. We've just had more mass shootings than we've had days in 2023. Yeah. All right. So we need to grieve. We need to grieve on many, many levels. That takes us to the depths of our sacred self and it takes us into joy. That's the wonderful paradox. So befriending our fear, befriending our anger, befriending whatever emotions takes us to our deepest humanity and our deepest spirituality. Yeah. And Andrew, let me so hit glad you. you brought up anger yeah. because one of the numbers that the so-called new age has done on us and many of the patriarchal religions has been to tell us that if you're angry, you cannot be awake. Well, that is absolute horse manure if you aren't angry if you aren't angry that a group of billionaires has bought politics and dictates the economic policy of the world if you aren't angry that a million species are now because of our insane violence on the brink of disappearing if you aren't angry that despite all that we know about what we're doing to the environment we still haven't come together as a world to change radically in order to stop doing that. If you aren't angry in the deepest part of yourself and connecting with the holiness and the clarity and the justice of that anger, you're not awake. But if you're only angry, you aren't useful. So what befriending the dark emotion of anger challenges us all to do is three things. First, wake up to what's happening. Second, react from the depths of your true conscience, your true heart, and that will be outrage. And then go on the spiritual journey to transmute that outrage into fierce, focused, compassion, passion, energy that will fuel your sacred activism. That's what befriending the dark emotions gives you access to. It gives you access to a wholly new level of power. Because when you face your anger without flinching and go on the journey to transmute it, what happens is that anger turns into focused passion. And that focused passion gives you the energy to work in very difficult situations like Carolyn and I have been doing for 30 years. <laughs> and we're undaunted, the title of her new amazing book, by the way, which every human being should read. And that Focus, passion, energy fills your life with the kind of meaning and purpose and dedication to real help that we all now need to embrace. Yeah, I love, there's a quote in the book by Jung that you all included in the book. And, you know, it's, it's, one of, it's one of his quotes many people don't really look at very much, but it's so relevant. It's the one where you say the attainment of wholeness requires one, two stake one's whole being, you know, it says requires one to stake one's whole being, nothing less will do, there could be no easier conditions, no substitutes, no compromises. Right. If yeah. I could do one part of that, I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> but it is such, it is such a beautiful statement for us to look at, who am I? Who do I want to become? And what the heck do I need to do to get there? Carolyn, right? Do you want to be a controlled Absolutely. slave of a decaying, destructive system? Do you want to be a pacified, diminished servant of patriarchal religion that just wants you to believe that this world is an illusion and that you're supposed to be here to get to heaven eventually? Do you want to buy all of those lies that have kept you so disempowered for so long? Or do you want to claim power and the dignity and the beauty of your true deathless nature and accept the responsibility of being in a global dark night and turning up as a divine human being willing to do the work that's the question that's yeah. also i would like to comment on that because real crisis demands real work yes and yes. so we have given you tools in this book um 
Uh, we're not saying that our tools are the only tools. There are gazillions of tools, but we have given you a structure, uh, which if you apply it, if you use the tools, you will make sense of the crisis. You will be transformed by the crisis, which is the purpose of the crisis. Uh, and you will also experience deep, radical joy. Yeah. you. Let me tell you what else you've done in this book, if I could. I didn't do this before, but I want to do it now. You know, there are books and then there are books. And I have read every book. In a 20-year period, I must have interviewed 9,000 or more people. But when I read a book that takes me on a journey of poetry, when I read a book that even includes the snake dance, when I read a book that allows me to listen to stories that I've never heard before and the stories ignite a fire within me, when I read a book that talks about whether it's religion, spirituality, politics, or just your whole being, it calls for you to look in a fun and joyful way at really, you know, what am I here to do? What am I here to be? And what I love about this book is it is so beautifully written in this tapestry of storytelling, of invitation, of practices. Um, and it reminded me when I got to the snake dance one, it said it reminded me I have to go on a vision quest because my first vision quest in 1997, in the middle of my doctorate, when the only reason my boss at the time sent me was to steal my my mentors, who became my mentors, steal her ideas. Who does that? Of course, I didn't. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You're right. They do. Okay. That's another show. Um, but here, here's what I want to say. You can wake up or you can wake up. What you're helping us do here is understand underpinnings energetically, emotionally, spiritually, thoughtfully, and in the very finest way, attuned to the sacred activism that we can step into. And I want to ask each of you, there's a story here and there's a story here, but there's a bigger purpose when I, when I read your book. It is a call to action. Please, can you talk to that? Absolutely. And, um, you know, in Andrew's book on sacred activism, his groundbreaking book, The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism, one of the things he says in the book <clears throat> is follow the heartbreak. Don't sit around and try to think in your mind, what am I called to do? What am I, you know, what is my service and my work in the world? How should I express my activism? But follow the heartbreak. Maybe it's it's that dog that's barking at three o'clock in the morning. And you know why it's barking, because it's being left out in the cold, because it's not being taken care of. And your heart is breaking over the mistreatment of animals. So you don't have to open up a big rescue operation. Just follow the heartbreak little by little and let it take you. You know, and the same is true with healthcare. The same is true with the environment. Whatever is breaking your heart, follow that. I would also add, please realize how essential the future of democracy is for any human future. And realize without any mask or illusion that this country is now in a battle over democracy because one whole party ruled by a demented sociopath is pursuing violence and the destruction of our institutions. So one form of very important form of sacred activism at this moment is being a truly engaged citizen and voting and voting for people who believe that the climate is in danger, who believe that democracy is in danger, who believe that there is enormous amounts to do to heal the systemic racism in our country, who recognize that women's rights are now being attacked, step mm -hmm. up for the yeah. battle for the future and vote 
and become yeah. politically engaged because to claim your spiritual without being radically politically engaged is fantasy because there's nothing more spiritual than a law for example that protects women's rights to choose oh, yeah. nothing more spiritual than laws that protect the environment and in order to get those laws done you have to elect the people who can get them done so Stop dividing life into spiritual and political and economic. Every choice you make is spiritual. Step up to this great battle for the future and join the rest of us bedraggled Democrats to get this done. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was asked in an interview, somebody heard me say that I thought COVID wasn't the greatest pandemic we ever had. And he, and he asked me in the interview, well, if not COVID, then what? Oh, I said, oh, okay, well... It is the, you want to know what I think the greatest pandemic is we have today is, I said, it's this, it's the pandemic, it's the virus of taking freedom for granted. See, that's what I think is a pandemic today. Mm -hmm. And and I and he, he looked at me and he said, well, what do you mean? I said, I did a survey of the teens and the women I work with. And out of the teens and women I work with, one, they did not know that in the past several years, that there was a bill on the floor of Congress to give them equal pay and it failed. The second thing is most of them didn't even know what Roe v. Wade was. And I said, so here we are. We're in a place where we're so entitled to a set of set of conditions around freedom that we have actually forgotten what freedom really feels like. And, you know, I grew up with a mama from the South, had her first child at 12, second at 13, and she was an activist. She married my dad. My dad was like 30 years older than her. This beautiful blonde woman used to take us little girls out and we would get on the streets and we were marching. We didn't know we were marching. We thought we were just having a party with a bunch of people that didn't look like us. But I love let's talk. I, I loved her too. But let's talk about this. In the minutes we have left, there is a part of the book that talks about radically reframing the crisis. Because if you radically reframe the crisis, then I believe you have to radically reframe the solution. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. No, if you radically reframe the crisis and see it as an invitation for transformation, you have to transform. And then <laughs> your transformation resulting in sacred action will transform all the conditions and systems of Earth life. That's how it is meant to work. Hmm. It's hard, but it's not impossible. There's one thing I'd like to say in addition to yeah. all that's been you so brilliantly and kindly said about this book, it offers all that you said, tools, etc. but it also offers maps, yes, real, strong, clear maps, maps about the authentic dark night process, maps about the kind of mystical transformation that this process is making possible, maps about the different kinds of practices that you're going to need to be able to become strong enough to step up. And these maps are absolutely essential because if you're in this vast chaotic storm without the compass of the maps that we have spent our whole lifetimes to give you, you are going to be paralyzed. But with the maps that we offer, which are maps that come from the deepest traditions and have been honed over centuries, you and I and everyone will have amazing chances of thriving in chaos and aligning ourselves with the deep meaning of this chaos to birth ourselves fresh and to birth the world afresh. Yeah. 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 Caroline, how about you? And again, well, let me thank you for including many voices in this book. I mean, later on in the book, I, I, I really got hooked on Richard Rohr. I mean, I got hooked on some of the things you put in here. But Carolyn, from your perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, so I just gave a presentation in your city online uh, this past weekend to the Jung Society of Seattle uh, on the humanity's rite of passage. And that is what we're talking about. Yeah. We all going through a rite of passage and we haven't been prepared for it for white by wise elders but what we're wanting to give you in the book is a guideline a manual for how to go through this rite of passage and be transformed by it yeah, yeah. the indigenous look i have had the I, honestly i even say this and i have to pinch myself 
I never thought, as I said, a girl growing up in the projects in the Bronx, I'm homeless at 17. I'm arrested at 19 for something I didn't do. My mom commits suicide. I didn't think I had a life that was going to live, I was going to live past 21. But when I was invited out to that first vision quest, very weirdly, accidentally, there was something that ignited in me that's already there. I'd like each of you in the few minutes we have left, I want us to tell people, you have it within you. You have something within you, right? Can we invite people to remember the truth of who they are and who they can become? Can each of you leave us with a personal message? And again, tell us how we can get the book. Well, as Andrew said, uh, you can get the book virtually anywhere. You can get it on Amazon, your local bookstore. However, it's widely, widely available, published by Inner Traditions. Yes. Everything you need is within you and also without you and externally to you is support. So, you know, you can use the support of the tools that are in the book, or you can reach out to people that we talk about in the book who can help to support you. Um, it's an inner and outer journey, but don't look to some religion to save you, uh, to make it better for you. It's all in here. You need some guidance about how to find it in here, which we give in the book. Um, but know that you are. And you are not separate from anything or anyone. You are connected with nature. You are connected with the entire universe. Mm. Thank you, Carolyn. Andrew, how about you? My favorite quote is a quote from Pythagoras. And it goes like this, simple. Take courage, for human nature is divine. You are secretly divine. The original blessing of divine consciousness has been given to you. Go on an inner journey to find that out. And then, inspired and impassioned by that discovery, rise into your true magnificence and freedom and express that magnificence and freedom in brave, radical acts of compassion and justice. And you will live the fullest imaginable, the most joyful, the most truthful human life imaginable and realize the essence of your incarnation. There's never been a better time to do this. And that's why we call one of our books Savage Grace. See this crisis as a savage grace. Align yourself with the grace and just see how your life catches flame. I want to thank you both. I want to thank you both for joining us. I want to thank you for just putting your heart, your soul, your everything into this book that is imaginable for what we need today. I want to thank you for presenting a new way to look at transmutation. It's available to all of us. Um, and I want to thank you for not giving up. I want to thank you for moving forward, for charging ahead, for being radical and not just oh, your just being. Getting started. Mm. I know you are. <laughs>